Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Careful for Spoilers. I am your host James Barnes and today guys I am joined once again by my co-host Lola and Brad and we are going to be talking about our favorite moments from San Diego Comic Con 2019. Guys, it's such a pleasure to have you back on the podcast and to talk about Comic-Con. I know, I'm super excited. Oh yeah, this is going to be a good one. Yeah. Yeah, this is going to be the the first real time we've ever actually talked about Comic-Con on the podcast, so I'm really, really, really happy. It's actually the first time I've ever been super excited to discuss Comic-Con, so I thought it was a really amazing Comic-Con this year, so I'm I'm glad that we're doing this. Yeah, I was going to say I was surprised at how good Comic-Con was this year, because I don't feel like it was that great last year, Mm -mm. and maybe even the year before that, I don't know, I'd have to go back and look but this year was a lot of fun yeah absolutely yeah so um i wanted to start off talking about jay and silent bob reboot um i saw the red band trailer for this as you guys know um brad and i are huge kevin smith fans we did um a podcast with his brother blake um on best one worst one where we talked about the best and worst films of kevin smith and it was so much fun and i can't wait to see it to see where this film ranks in um my top 10 or just my ranking of kevin smith movies in general yeah, I think it's going to be great judging by the trailer um, and judging by the scene that he read uh, whenever I saw him live the last time was really, really funny. Um, so I am really, really stoked for this movie. Yeah. Lola, are you I excited at all? I, I am, but cautiously because Jay and Silent Bob was such a disaster. And I'm on the other side of the fence. I haven't really enjoyed You don't his like stuff. Straight Back? Uh not the the time that I saw it. It's been a couple of years, and I have never wanted to revisit it. Okay. And uh, I didn't love the Walrus film. Tusk. Thank you so much. <laughs> I think you should rewatch that movie. It's pretty dark and pretty yeah. pretty good. And I, I was uh, not as um, not as pleased with Yoga Hoosiers or whatever that was called. Yoga Hosers, yeah. Hosers, not yeah. a not a fan. Not so, a fan at all. I just kind of like Kevin Smith. To me, is great. I love Kevin Smith. I love listening to him on podcasts and listening to him talk. And I will revisit Clerks and Chasing Amy and Dogma. But I think I am I am cautiously excited about this because if it is as good as what I consider good Kevin Smith to be, it's going to be a real back to form for him. Yeah, one thing he revealed that almost brought me to tears was when he was talking about getting Ben back on to mm-hmm. into the universe essentially mm-hmm. um he ben was in an interview and he was asked like you know have you gotten the call for reboot yet and he was like no and um someone reached out to kevin and say hey kevin you should reach out to to ben about being in the movie and he texted him and you know they made up after not talking for eight years why weren't mm-hmm. they talking i wonder there, there's a lot was of different it ben things tattoo did Kevin Smith see that phoenix on his back? And he said, I don't fuss with you no more. According to Kevin, there's things that he said in, like, on podcasts and in, like, his, like, comedy specials that maybe Ben didn't want anyone else to know. And maybe it was, like, the relationship between Kevin and Jennifer Garner at the time. Like, who knows why they stopped talking specifically but took eight years and they're finally back and um he was talking about putting in this scene with ben that's pretty much just like a sequence that is a sequel to chasing amy oh cool! and he's returning as holden mcneil and i just can't wait to see him and all the other cameos i mean chris hemsworth is in is mm-hmm. going to be in this movie val, so kilmer. val kilmer is blunt man <laughs> melissa benoist is mm-hmm. um chronic chronic which yeah. is nuts yeah that like, one that one took me by surprise i was like for real though 
Yeah, they they have really good chemistry. Like I, I was watching a couple interviews with them at Comic Con, and they have such chemistry together. Um, I don't watch Supergirl, um, but I do know he's directed like maybe four or five episodes at this point. Yeah. So they have good chemistry, and I can't wait to see you know her her having fun in Jansen and Bob reboot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I don't watch. I've seen clips and stuff from Supergirl, and I thought maybe, but I'm busy, so that's probably not a good <laughs> sign for Supergirl. But that's where I landed. <laughs> Yeah, I this show is just way too CW. I gotcha. Like yeah. it just focuses too much. That's the much. man who still loves Supernatural, but okay, let's move I, forward. I do still love Supernatural, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like there's so many love triangles, there's so many relationships, and it just happens to take place in the show of Supergirl in the Arrowverse, and I don't think there's much more to it, in my opinion. My girlfriend Mia doesn't like it. She's a girl. I know other girls that don't like it. So I can't say that it's just because I'm a guy and it just doesn't quote unquote work for yeah, me. Yeah, I, do, I don't think it's a girl thing. I think it's just the idea that like I didn't watch Gossip Girl, so I don't need her with superpowers. You know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? Like- <laughs> That's the thing. Mia likes Gossip Girl. She's seen the entire series multiple times. But just Supergirl is just, we tried and it's just, it's just trash, man. (laughs) (laughs) I think Melissa Benoist is great. I think when she's in the crossover, she brings all of this energy that Kara should have. I think she perfectly embodies the character. Um, I like the new suit that she's going to get yeah, for the new suit mm-hmm. is awesome. season four or five. Who gives a shit? But the suit looks great. Yeah. yeah. I love that it doesn't have the little skirt. Yeah. Because I just don't think in 2019 Supergirl would be rocking the little skirt. Like, she's not on mm-hmm. her way to a tennis match. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least they try to be, like, comic book accurate, if if you will. Yeah. But, I mean, she does wear other costumes in the comics. Yeah. I'm, you know, so I'm always happy... Not happy. I always laugh at the places where people try to be comic book accurate. It's always a lot of times the wrong place. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like Psylocke. Like, yeah, ugh. that was the wrong move. Like everybody else gets a new outfit, and she's still in a bathing suit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So I do on the top on the topic of the Arrowverse. I do want to talk about really briefly the Flash. Um, I thought the Flash season five was really good especially after season four, which was a complete dumpster fire and a complete piece of shit and a waste of my time of 23 episodes of absolute garbage. God, 23 episodes? 23 episodes of absolute fucking nonsense. Mm, but season five, yeah, season five is actually pretty good. It's it's almost flash true to form again, except the beginning. Um, they brought in Nora Allen, who, as we know in the comics, is Don Allen, depending on what you're reading at the time. But she is the daughter of Barry and Iris and I thought her arc sucked but the overall arc of the Flash season 5 was really good and I don't know if you guys are familiar with the villain Bloodwork Mm-mm. but Bloodwork is going to be the villain of season 6 and I'm really excited about that. Have you ever heard of Bloodwork? I it, The name rings a bell but I can't put my thoughts exactly onto what that character does so I'm going to go with a no. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't do much research on the character. <laughs> Sorry, Brett. <laughs> it was like a really long journey to know. <laughs> I didn't do that much research, but from the, the trailer from season six, it looks like he's a scientist that's been around since pretty much the first season. 
And he's been trying to find a way to help people where he feels like Team Flash is only there to destroy and creating all of these metahumans that just destroy Central City and other places. So that seems like a compelling villain. Um, I do miss having a speedster villain, but at the same time, I do like having villains that aren't speedsters. It makes it a little more interesting. But that's all I wanted to say about The Flash. Like, how behind are you guys on The Flash? When was uh the guy from prison break on it um season two yeah there (laughs) (laughs) um never never you've never seen it the first and second season of flash was actually really good and i always i always meant to continue watching it and just didn't i did the same thing with arrow like i actually really enjoyed the first couple of seasons of arrow and then it just fell off and there's so much good content. I feel like the last few years, there's been so much great television and movie content that those things just slipped off for me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, like 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 Lola said, um, Flash season one and two, amazing. Season three is good. Season four, absolute garbage. Season five, good. Um, the, Arrow, um, the Arrow show, I fell off of Arrow um, at the end of season three. That's where they introduced Rachel Ghoul. Yes. And they started to do all kind of weird, crazy shit with Oliver and Felicity. And I, I hated it. Yeah, that's when I bounced, too. I was just like, this isn't interesting. Yeah, the, the fight sequences became subpar. The entire show was just ridiculous. And I've actually heard that season five, six, and seven, it's Arrow true to form all over again. But I'm just so disconnected. I just don't care yeah. anymore. There's so much characters that I don't care about. I don't care about Thea. I don't care about Diggle. I don't care about Laurel. I don't care about Ragman. All of these other I, characters they introduce, I don't care at I all. I 100% did not care about any of the Black Canaries on the show. Oh, yeah. Like, I forget the name of the sister, Laurel's sister, who was introduced as the first Black Canary, but when Laurel oh, Sarah took Lance? over... Sarah oh, Lance. Katie Lotz. I think she's amazing. I, yeah, I love her. When they introduced Laurel as Black Canary, I was like, I'm done here. And then I think she died and came back as dark Black Canary. I don't even know what was happening. Yeah, from, from Earth 2. Yeah, like, it just... I. Just I can't keep up with that much ridiculousness and also live an adult life in which yeah. I have bills. You know what I mean? Like, I just can't. <laughs> yeah, Arrow is coming to an end, and I think it's going to end with the Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover. Yeah. With Brandon Ralph. With Brandon yeah. Ralph. Which is very exciting. Kingdom Come Superman. Let's talk about that. I think that's exciting. I think Brandon Ralph got really shafted. At his chance for Superman. He punches nothing in Superman Returns. Well, and also just... Uh, this is not a new movie, but we should talk about it one day because that was one of the worst Superman movies. Mm-hmm. I, well, honestly, I can't even say that because the newer stuff with um, Hot Henry Can't Cal- Act. Henry Thank Cavill, you. Yeah. Henry Cavill. Hot, hot <laughs> Can't <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you guys. Like... They've never got... I don't think Superman's been done well in a very long time, but I did think Brandon did a good job. We're on a first-name basis. Don't worry about it. (laughs) I think he did a really good job with the feel of Superman. I enjoyed his Superman. And they didn't even give that boy a sequel. It's like, maybe don't blame him. Maybe blame Kate Bosworth as Lois Lane. Like, Kate Bosworth is the worst actress. Well, the the script is the problem. I mean, the entire entire idea of the movie is ridiculous. I mean, Mm -hmm. Superman comes back from being gone this entire time... And literally, 
the first hour of the movie is him stalking Lois. And her kid. And her Who kid. Who the fuck's kid was that? Well, it's it's his kid. But did they ever explicitly say that? In the, you know what? This is They not never important. explicitly yeah. say it, but the he kid does, does have, some shit, yeah. Yeah, he pushes a piano and kills someone. Listen, I've pushed uh, a couple pianos. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, wait, it was a keyboard. Never mind. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> But the Kingdom Come run in the comics, it's like, this is one of those storylines where it's like, it's a contained story. Because these characters are just so powerful, it doesn't really make sense for them to have long-running arcs. Like, the Flash in Kingdom Come, he's so fast, he really is just a blur all the time. Mm -hmm. To the point where he can't be seen by normal people. He can't even have Mm -hmm. a a relationship or a conversation or, you know, he's got nothing going for him. You don't want that character around for too long, (laughs) What are you going to do with that character? Yeah. yeah. And Kingdom Come Superman is pretty much all-star Superman without dying. Right. It's just incredibly powerful. And when you're going against the Anti-Monitor, I think you need that kind yeah. of power. And I think it's it, they're finally going to do Brandon Routh justice and give him something to do as Superman. Because isn't he on the other... He's on Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, he's the Atom. That yeah. show is filth. It's trash. Really? It's a dumpster fire. I watched the first season and I was like, what is this? I've enjoyed compost piles more than I've enjoyed this show. (laughs) So season one is not great. I'll give you that. Season three and four are really fun. Right now, Legends of Tomorrow is actually my favorite Arrowverse show. Really? Yeah, because I feel like everything else has just fallen off or it's garbage. And Legends doesn't take itself too seriously. It's just so much fun. The guy that plays Biff Tannen um, in Back to the Future. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He plays um, the guy that plays Steel. He plays his father on Legends of Tomorrow and okay. that show is all about time travel so it's yeah. like it's really cool that, to have him on there. I can see that being up your it's, alley. It's so much fun. Like, I do believe in second chances so I probably won't give one of that show but I mean <laughs> I'm happy for all the people who do if it's that fun. I watched that first season and I was like I've, I want to bathe my eyeballs. Like this is so boring. <laughs> but I, I was excited. I, I have a soft spot in my heart for some reason for Brandon Ralph. I was excited that he got a big announcement at Comic-Con, that he's his name's back out there. I don't think... I could be wrong. I don't know that there's a very positive feeling towards a very large consensus that Henry Cavill is an awesome Superman. So I do think people might be excited to see this small screen version of Superman done a little bit different as well. Yeah, the, yeah. Guys, the guy that plays Superman on Supergirl not really interesting to mm-hmm. me like he's he's kind of like a blend of like the stern the sternness that Henry Cavill brought but he's going for that Christopher Reeve like lightness mm. and it doesn't really work for me that sounds but then like again sourdough bread like you <laughs> right? just described yeah. sourdough bread <laughs> pretty much but it's it just... like a lighter white bread <laughs> right <laughs> but I mean I think it's just a product of the entire show just not really working for me Brad do you watch any of the Arrowverse shows I have not watched any of them damn okay. I, only I... because I saw that first trailer for Flash and he had the line lightning gave me abs and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to watch this. <laughs> I I don't know the name of the guy, Grant Gustin. Grant Gustin. Yeah, he he is a charming little guy. Like yeah. he is, I find him to be very charming. I think he's a wonderful Flash. I liked him as Flash a lot more than I liked the Justice League. Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller. Not that there's anything wrong with Ezra Miller. He's a great actor. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just, the Flash they wrote, I, I hate. Right. Yeah. So they didn't give him the right script for Flash, but that could be said about the whole damn movie. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not probably going to watch any of these shows, but I am super happy. 
it, that they seem to have a lot of exciting announcements to make around the shows. Yeah. yeah. Brad, I challenge you to at least watch The Flash. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll add it to my queue. Yeah, I think you should. I <laughs> Your think... queue is like 70 million long, isn't <laughs> right? it? That's Brad's way of saying nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get to it eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Brad will be 92 and text James. <laughs> Didn't like it. <laughs> No, but I think there are definitely some things to like. And they do so many cool things from, like, the comics and things you would love to see in the movies that just mm-hmm. will just never happen. They do it on this show, and it only suffers because of lack of budget. But the story and everything behind it is there. I heard so, Gorilla Grodd was awesome. Gorilla was, Grodd's actually, amazing. Yeah. King Shark yeah. is in it. He's amazing. And, and and it wasn't cheesy when King Shark was on it. It mm-hmm. was actually really good. That's awesome. Yeah, it was. It's it's really good at, at points. It's Sep season four. Um, Gorilla that's, Grodd that's was good, but he was a giant monkey. You should know yeah. that going in. You knew that already. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so let's dive into the meat of this podcast. Uh, We're going to talk about some other stuff, but I really, really wanted to talk about everything that happened at the Marvel panel. And if you guys wanted to see, if you want to see everything that Kevin Feige and Marvel Studios released as far as Phase Four goes, please head over to. Spoilers.com. We have an article up there right now that has all of the release dates, all of the actors, all of the movies. So head on over there and check it out. So the first thing I wanted to talk about was the Black Widow movie. How excited are you guys about the Black Widow movie? I am ludicrously excited for Black Widow, especially because he Forrest says in the, is in the it. lowest voice he's ever used on the podcast. <laughs> deadpan. Brad is my damn favorite. (laughs) So one thing that I found really cool about the Black Widow movie is that it takes place after the events of Civil War Mm -hmm. and before Infinity War. So this is is something really cool. This is two years of Black Widow being pretty much a fugitive from the entire government Mm -hmm. and seeing her adventures and what she has to go through. And she's going to fight up against Taskmaster. How sick is that? I am very excited about Taskmaster being the main villain. I I just... When I saw the announcement, I was like, obviously, Did right? Did you see the image? Yes, it's amazing. But you you forget with all the great villains in the Marvel Universe, and every time a movie is announced, you're super excited about who it is. But damn, Taskmaster. Mm-hmm. Like... Yes, let's do them. This is a guy who copies everything you do and does it better. And Black Widow is not super powered. She's just an amazing fighter. So to have her against Taskmaster, awesome. Yeah. And, and also David Harbour as Red Frickin' Guardian. Right? Yeah. I was just about to say oh, I'm sorry, David Brad, Harbour you go. in there. <laughs> you go, Brad. I'm sorry. I love David Harbour. I'll forgive him for Hellboy. I won't. But <laughs> that wasn't his fault. Yeah, yes, that it was. wasn't that wasn't his fault. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm super stoked to see to see what happens with Red Guardian. And I'm excited they haven't revealed who's playing Taskmaster yet, have so they? So I was just gonna I say love that. I'm calling it right now. Rachel Vice is it's playing Taskmaster. Taskmaster. You think so? I'm calling it right now. Okay. I was thinking it was either going to be Rachel Vice or maybe Florence Pugh, who's playing oh, Yelena. She's going to mm-hmm. be sick. Um, because Yelena, isn't Yelena, doesn't she become the blonde-haired mm-hmm. Black Widow in yeah. the film yeah, that does. I'm always talking about? So That's why I don't think she's going to be Taskmaster. Yeah, I think it's going to be Rachel Vice. It would mm-hmm. be an interesting arc, but I think it might be Rachel Vice who plays it. Or... Maybe we'll we'll all be wrong, but I love that they didn't announce the actor behind Taskmaster sure. because he's definitely she or he is definitely cast by now. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. 
but the, the yeah, they're a month into shooting right now. Yeah, I mean they they know who's playing the character. I just I also I thought it was so funny how the internet blew up around David Harbour playing a Russian character named Alexei after yeah. Stranger Things yeah. <laughs> season three. Um, I just I I'm I really want to see David Harbour's take on Red Guardian. I think Red Guardian is one of those characters that. You either know who he is or you straight up don't. Mm-hmm. And you did not know what they were announcing. Mm-hmm. But he is like Russia's answer to Captain America. Captain America yeah. And at one point was the leader of the Dark Avengers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh shit, you guys. Are we going dark in a few years? Are they paving the way for the Dark Avengers? Um, because a lot of the announcements were pushing us into that more too, that paranormal side of Marvel. Mm-hmm. So... I was geeking. I was geeking the whole time. I mean, I oh, just, yeah. I, I've been in a consistent state of geekdom. It's been hard to sleep. Yeah, like, I love Scarlett Johansson. And spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> after watching her die in Endgame, I'm like, I'm not going to get any more new footage of her as Black Widow or um, Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark or Chris Evans as Captain America. Like, I'm dying. I need more. Right. And then now at Comic-Con, we get this huge announcement. It's going to be released on May 1st, 2020. I need it now, actually. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I feel the same way. And I love the time period that they picked, like you said. I'm glad it's not a straight-up prequel. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad it's not the rest of the Avengers trying to find a way to bring her back. I was worried they might do something like that. And that would be a really lame Black Widow solo movie. This feels like the perfect place to put it in. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, I think that's why the Russos were straight up in saying that using the Soul Stone, that person cannot be brought back. Mm-hmm. Period. That's just the way it is. And it, it sucks, but I mean, it, it gives greater weight to the entire MCU because your favorite heroes can fall. Right. Um, so next up, I want to talk about the Eternals. Um, I am lukewarm excited about the Eternals. Um, Angelina Jolie is going to be in there. Salma Hayek. Um, Brian Tyree Henry. We've got a lot of people. Yeah. There's a, this cast is super Kumail. diverse. Kumail Nanjiani. Yes, Kumail. Yes. Kumail. I'm so sorry. I just had a little gross, gross stroke. I hate saying people's names wrong. Yeah, I, I can't. I'm, I'm excited for this movie, but I don't really know what script you can really bring about these pretty much gods yeah like what are you gonna do that's gonna be interesting but kevin feige hasn't failed us so let's let's see. yeah the way i'm looking at it is i was not super uh invested in or knew a lot about guardians of the galaxy and for a long time the first guardians of the galaxy movie was my favorite of the mcus it's been replaced since it came out but um the Eternals could go that way for me. I didn't read straight up Eternals comic books. Yeah. I'm more familiar with like Cersei, who was an Eternal mm-hmm. who's not been announced. I thought that was really strange mm-hmm. that Jolie is not playing Cersei. Isn't she's she? playing Thena. Right. Yes, it's true. And Thena is a weird character in the comic books to me, but she's very. I, I appreciate that Angelina Jolie said. I want to play a warrior, not a sexy sorceress. Like, good mm. for her. She's, what, I mean, 55 she's now? Already and she's already really a to sexy it. sorceress as Maleficent. Exactly. Exactly, mm. I guess. But her Maleficent is also really cool. You know, I think she's she hasn't done a lot in the last couple of years, but mm-hmm. she's made some cool choices. So Athena might be really up her alley. There's a part of me, though, uh, they did try to bring the Inhumans to the screen, which the Eternals and the Inhumans were always sort of linked a little bit in the comics. And the Inhumans failed terribly. Yeah. Um, 
but you gotta you gotta have that faith in Feige that he won't let the Eternals fail. So I, I'm 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 interested. I'm lukewarm excited, like you said. I just there were way more things happening that I was like, yes, 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 and the Eternals was like, that is nice for you. Yeah. What about you, Brad? See, I was really excited for it based on the cast. Um, I love. I think Brian Tyree Henry is one of the best like up and coming character yeah. actors that we've got. Um, I actually just saw him in a really funny movie called Family um, with Taylor Schilling from Orange is the New Black. Um, And he was in it also. And he knocked it out of the park. Obviously, he's amazing on Atlanta. Um, He's just awesome all around. I loved him in Child's Play. Yeah, I was going to say, he Um, was a really great part of Child's Play. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm like the world's biggest Kumail fanboy. So I'm like beyond excited that he's going to be in the MCU now. Well, and the character he's playing, too, I think is a very interesting choice for him, the mm-hmm. Swordsmaster. So we'll see what he does with that. Yeah, I mean, he's gotten ripped for this movie, which is crazy. So I, I'm glad to see that they're they're not just going to lean on him solely for comedic relief, I don't think. I was just going to say, I really hope they don't just use him for that. Um, I'm curious to see how his individual humor will work with MCU humor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious to see how that works, and I really hope they don't overdo it, especially since this is going to be the first in expanding the MCU in a way that we haven't seen again. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's going to be really interesting. Um, Eternals is hitting theaters on November 6th, 2020. Um, really good release dates as, as well. Yeah. I think the MCU finds the best release dates. Like, so far we have the summer, and then we're um, we're just getting out of Halloween going into Christmas. So these are really, really good releases. Thanksgiving. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so next up we have WandaVision. Okay, yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about WandaVision. And I don't think I don't you're know. supposed to. We, we missed uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Well, I'm, I'm going in a... Oh, in a different order. I'm going order. in a different order. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Brad. Yeah. Let James work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we, we get WandaVision, and it's like, well, where does it take place? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because Vision's dead. So, I mean, I think that, and we talked about this on our Endgame podcast and Infinity War, I think that Shuri definitely finished the mapping of his brain. So does this pl- take place after the events of Endgame? And we see their adventures? Actually, I answered my own question. Um, it does take place after Endgame because Scarlet Witch is going to be in um, the new Doctor Strange right. movie. Yeah. And they're actually linked. So it, it will take place yeah. after Endgame. Answered my so question. I had an interesting conversation with my brother Blake about this. And we think that Nightmare might be involved with WandaVision and because they're saying that all of these shows are going to be integral for the movies as well. Yep. So what if WandaVision is going to be end up being some sort of like mirage or something like that where Wanda's getting fucked with? Oh, interesting. And that bleeds into Multiverse of Madness. Like a weird twist on House of M. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, yeah. Yeah. Which which, she would be the perfect character to do that with because she's done it to so many people in the comics. Yeah. That's sick, dude. Yeah. So I think that would be really cool. It's just a random, random theory that we that we were talking about, but I think that would be really cool because I want to see obviously WandaVision is probably the one that most people are least excited for. No, Hawkeye. No, I'm playing. (laughs) (laughs) And I I really want to see what they do with it to make it so integral um to to this story um because if it's if it's just going to be this this one-off 
thing that's that's going to be this kind of funny sitcom-y um, Wanda and Vision show. That just sounds really right? strange to me. My yeah. least favorite thing about the characters of Scarlet Witch and Vision was their relationship in mm-hmm. the comics. It just it was my least favorite thing about the whole run that they had. Um, so if it's just going to be a show about them trying to figure out how to live together and you know where they're putting their toothbrush, I'm not here for it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it won't be that. I just don't feel like they've given us really anything to go off of. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is which is fine. I'm I'm really interested to see where it goes. I'm interested to see Wanda really come into her powers yeah. and being taught by Doctor Strange, which I'm hoping mm-hmm. he teaches her and she gets to see all of these different books where she can learn more about what she can do and become the Scarlet Witch that I know yes. and love from the comics. Yeah. Yeah. Um that's hitting Disney Plus in spring of twenty twenty one. 2021. Um, yeah. For some reason, I thought it was also 2020. That's interesting. Yeah. I I um I don't know. I'm interested to see where it where it goes and how it connects to. Doctor give me Strange. give me a trailer and I'll yes I'll, exactly I'll give me a trailer yeah. and I'll let you know. I'm I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna pay for Disney Plus. Yeah. I guess I'll get another job. All the damn streaming <laughs> networks I have to have these days. But so if you have Hulu, Disney Plus is gonna be an extension, so you can just pay like maybe I don't. They haven't released it yet, but maybe six extra bucks onto whatever you're paying for Hulu and you can get Disney Plus. Yeah. Nice. It's my fiance's Hulu that I use. I'll just add that on while he's not looking. Yeah. There you go. He don't check his statement. Disney Plus is only going to be like, was it? what is it, like eight bucks? Yeah, seven it was like bucks? eight or nine dollars. At the beginning yeah. anyway and then it's going to shoot up to like oh, hell 15. Yeah. Yeah. One day it's going to be 35 a month and I'm going to be like, well, okay, Disney. Yeah. Gotta yeah. watch season you five got of all The Mandalorian. Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need it. Um, the next one up that I wanted to talk about was Loki. Yes. That, Super excited. That fucking logo though oh, what's wrong amazing. with it I love the logo it's so silly looking to me really it's just so silly looking to really? me really I love it they tried something and I was just like oh I'm not here for it at all the show <laughs> I am here for mm-hmm. I will say right now Loki and Falcon and the Winter Soldier are kind of my top like oh my god yes let's go let's go let's go I don't know which one I'm more excited for but I saw the logo and I was like what eighth grade boy who just learned block letters made this logo <laughs> for Disney? It's unique, like Loki. He's very unique. It's uniquely annoying, it's just chaotic. like Loki. It's a chaotic looking logo. <laughs> yes, thank you, Brad. It looks like somebody spray painted that on the side of a building, but their parents were with them while they did it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It looks like a chased version of bubble letters. So my favorite part about this entire series is the fact that it takes place in an alternate reality. Yes, mm-hmm. for sure. They can literally do Anything. Anything they yeah. want. They can have any guest stars they want. They can have any plot line they want. They can go to any... It's just... It's fantastic. Yeah. They can reuse characters and just completely change the timeline from 2012 mm-hmm. going forward. That's going to be insane. Yeah. I am I am super, super, super excited for Loki. Yeah. And that, that welcome that Tom Hiddleston got whenever he walked out on stage and everyone started chanting Loki was just, like, so cool. Yeah, because he's amazing. Like, how awesome was it the first time he came out at Comic-Con and he did that line of dialogue from the Avengers movie? Mm-hmm. Really like, good. how great was that? He's just so good. He's so charismatic. And in Endgame, um, well, not in Endgame, in Infinity War, the question was like, well, is Loki really dead? Is this just another trick he's playing? But we know he's dead, but he'll be back in an alternate reality. And that's going to be sick to see him as the king of Asgard because yeah. the actual, like, planet if you will of Asgard is technically still there right because mm-hmm. the events like, of Ragnarok technically 
hasn't happened and won't he happen. He can go make friends with Hella before right. she comes to yeah. ruin. You know what I mean? Like he can do whatever he wants. It'll play nicely into the multiverse for Strange too, as well. Mm-hmm. Like you really see how Disney and the Marvel Universe is sort of expanding into this idea of we can do whatever we want, which is I think is very exciting. Oh yeah, yeah. This one is also coming in spring. 2021 so that's that's going to be really cool um so let's talk about our favorite one that's coming hawkeye (laughs) i I am actually i think it's going to be really interesting yeah they're introducing kate bishop Bishop. exactly i think the introduction of kate bishop you could tell how much people wanted kate bishop when they thought that the scene from Endgame that was released before the movie came out of him training the little girl Mm -hmm. meant that his daughter was going to be Kate Bishop, people were stoked. So to know we're actually going to get Kate Bishop, that's fantastic. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's going to be really cool. Um, I just want to see a show where Jeremy Renner gets to do stuff. You should watch his new Jeep commercials featuring his new songs. <laughs> you know, Jeremy Renner is a... Uh, uh, DJ, like... No, no, he's a musical star now. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. My fiance says his music is pretty good. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'll have to check that out. Yeah, just listen to it in your car or rock out. <laughs> um, do we know if this series is going to touch on him being Ronin at all? That's, I can't remember if I heard that's anything. That's a question that I had, so I don't think we've heard that. I don't know if it's going to go into his Ronin period or not, but that would be interesting. I really hope that they do. Yeah, because it was like five years of him yeah. just being mm-hmm. Ronin, just killing like organizations of bad guys. Like, just crazy. Yeah, for sure. And when you go that dark, it's a little hard to pull out of being that dark. So if it does kind of pick up after Endgame, but has, like, flashbacks to the Ronin and him dealing with his time as Ronin, that could be very interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it would be cool to to see him kind of dealing with the PTSD of all of the stuff that he did. Um, and because you can't just snap and kill all of those people and then whenever you get your family back, just go back to living your life as normal. Yeah, yeah. just making bacon so, for Sunday breakfast. Yeah. Pretending like you weren't a mass murderer. <laughs> like, exactly. what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, I want to see that. I want to see how he's going to deal with having his wife and kids back. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that has to have some kind of mental strain on him, but we'll we'll see. This one is coming fall 2021. Um, so that's, that's also actually another one that I'm looking forward to. Um, but probably my most anticipated of the Disney Plus shows is Falcon and Winter Soldier. For sure. Definitely. Like, that's going to be so sick. Um, obviously, it's going to take place after the events of Endgame, and we get to see um, Sam and Bucky going on adventures together. Like, against, how sick is that? Against Zemo. Against again. Zemo. Against Zemo, yeah. That that was the part that I was like, oh, strong choice mm-hmm. of how you were going to go with this, I He's think. He's got the mask this time, yes, too. Yes, finally. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm really interested to see Sam as Captain America. Mm-hmm. I, I'm ready for it. I'm here for it. And I like the idea of even though Bucky was left in this timeline while his Captain America went back and lived his life, him forming a friendship with Sam out of a place of them not really liking each other originally. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I I think it's just going to have great chemistry between those two guys. And I'm really excited. Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan doing interviews together is like oh, yeah. the best part. Their chemistry is mm-hmm. insane. Yes. It's yeah. so good. They're both so funny. And I think it's going to be a very interesting, very, maybe like, I hate to say lighthearted, but you know what I mean? Like lethal weapon style buddy cop That's exactly, comedy. Yeah. exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm buddy hoping for at least. Of, yeah. Type of series. I hope they share the shield a little bit. I want to see, I want to see Winter Soldier 
swing that shield. Because he's also been Captain America in the exactly. comics, so they could do whatever they wanted with mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I mean, throughout the movies, we've seen Cap throw the shield to someone else. They use it, throw it back to him. Yeah. So them fighting side by side, we will most definitely get to see those scenes for yeah. sure. That's that's shield has been so much. Yeah. It's been a sled. It's been a protecting <laughs> against falling several stories out of the yeah, sky. Which doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, right? Like, you would still break your arm, but you're hot. Get out of here. You know what I'm saying? It's America's ass. That right? is America's ass, you guys. Oh. Dude, there's this there's this meme. There's this clip, right? It is the funniest thing ever. It's Chris Evans from Not Another Teen Movie, where he walks up to this wall where there's actually like a picture of himself. But um, in this meme, it's the, um, it's the picture of Captain America's ass from Endgame <laughs> and he's just staring at it like mm. <laughs> that's so great it, it's absolutely funny um, so the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is going to be coming to Disney Plus fall 2020 nice fall's gonna be a big time for me mm-hmm. yeah it's it's gonna be dope um, another one that I'm really really excited about is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings I said this on Facebook the, fi- the fact that this film exists further proves that Iron Man 3 is one of the most useless and yep. insignificant films in all of the MCU, and it should be fucking eradicated from the timeline. I hate that movie. Yeah, no, I mean, for <laughs> sure. When they announced the film at Comic-Con and announced that they were bringing in the real Mandarin, the fact, which, A, very exciting, but mm-hmm. B, the fact that they would have to say they were bringing in the real Mandarin should give you guys, should give the entire audience this idea of how loathed that movie is by the people who even made it. Yeah. Now, I love the one shot that came out, Hail to the King. Um, Yeah, it makes makes that movie, I don't want to say watchable because it's not watchable for me, but it somewhat gives it somewhat of a purpose. Almost. Have you seen that? that no, one I shot? haven't. Please don't point me out like it's that really in the middle good. of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's, it's it pretty much proves that our, the real Mandarin exists. Right. So the one shot is about what's his name? He was in Man of Steel. Um, uh, Scoot McNary. Scoot McNary is How in this. How do you remember a name like Scoot McNary? Like, oh, you mean Scoot? <laughs> um, so the one shot is him. Brad, do you want to you want to tell it? Yeah, he. Uh, so he's going in to interview Ben Kingsley in prison, and um, Ben Kingsley's giving this this extravagant explanation of why why he did what he did in, in, in Iron Man three. And then it turns out that Scoot McNary is actually an agent of the Ten Rings that was sent there to assassinate oh. him because he was a loose end. Gotcha. So it was it kind of showed that the Ten Rings are still very active and that the real Mandarin is out there and didn't appreciate what Ben Kingsley did. Well, I, I'm with him. I didn't appreciate it either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm Trevor. I'm an actor. Fucking hell. I like how you... <laughs> fucking... I hate that movie so much. Like, it so angers bad. me so much. Yeah. It's terrible. It's just like, you, you took one of the most interesting... Well, not one of the most interesting Iron Man villains, but one that I can remember in... in in my like oldest memories right. because I remember like before I read the Iron Man comics I saw the Iron Man animated series yeah and we got that Mandarin now did I expect that Mandarin in the movies no did I want that no I thought the version of the Ten Rings in the first Iron Man was perfect uh, we've talked about this before in the podcast this is an organization 
of people from all over the world that have come together that have this one common goal to pretty much take over the world in their mm-hmm. own way. You know, the Ten Rings is an organization that just can't be stopped by just punching it. I love that. Yeah. And then Iron Man 3 just shits all over it. And then you have to make the one shot to, I don't want to say retcon, because yeah. obviously I think Kevin Feige had a plan, but it's like, then what was the point of the movie then? If if all of it is insignificant, what's the point of the movie? Yeah, that's a good point. You know what I mean? But um, I don't want to talk about Iron Man 3. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the guy that's being cast as Shang-Chi, this guy has been lobbying for this role since 2014. That's so crazy. Um, I forgot what what um, Guardians of the Galaxy came out in 2014. I can't remember what other movies came out in that phase, but um, during that time, he was like, he was like, "Hey, Marvel, I think it's time for uh, an Asian superhero. What do you think?" And five years later, we're finally getting it. Yeah, you know what I yeah. mean. This is it's sick. I I loved his story of Kevin Feige calling him to offer him the role and him sobbing uncontrollably. I mean, just the interview with him, well, not interview, but, you know, the panel conversation that he had was so heartwarming and so uplifting. He Mm -hmm. seems like he's just so stoked on the role. And I love to see an actor step into such an iconic, important role and be just thrilled about it because that's usually a good sign for how the movie is going to turn out. Mm-hmm, definitely, and I'm excited to see Aquafina in it mm-hmm. because I, I was blown away. Her. I was blown away that Aquafina was going to be in it. I feel like she's been working hard for a long time and mm-hmm. then blew up in like two and a half, three years. Oh yeah, because the movie that just released with Aquafina, The Farewell, uh, The Farewell, is doing amazing. It's phenomenal. She's amazing in it. And now she's going to have a part in a Marvel film. Mm-hmm. It just It's f- fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I really haven't seen excited. the movie yet, but I saw the trailer and I'm like, that's Aquafina? Yeah. yeah. Like she's giving this kind of performance? Holy shit. I'll tell you guys this. My mom knows her name now. Okay. That's a big deal. Because <laughs> my mom still goes, you know the guy with the eyebrows who did that thing? And I'm like, Peter Gallagher, mom? And she's like, yes. <laughs> Good poll. <'cause laughs> that is, I mean, guy with the eyebrows, that's probably who I would go with. Right. It's this... Everyone who's ever been around me, my mom, she'd be like, remember that movie where this and this? And then she gives me like three minute facts. And I'm like, yeah, mom, I remember that movie. It's this. Mm-hmm. Everybody is like amazed by that. So if my mom knows your name as an actor, you're doing something right. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, that's going to be hitting theaters on February 12th. 2021. Nice. Um, so super, super stoked for that. So on to Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yes. Oh man, Brad, I know Doctor Strange is one of your favorites. So yes. tell me, tell me your thoughts. I cannot wait for this movie, especially since Derrickson is saying that it's going to be the first scary Marvel movie. Yeah, it's going to be a real so horror. I cannot wait because we know that Derrickson can do horror. Um, that's where he came from. So knowing that he's going to be able to use those horror chops in a Marvel movie and that we get to see Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch kick Mm. ass together, I just, I can't wait. Because we we haven't really seen Strange use a lot of his powers. And when we saw saw a glimpse of it in Infinity War, and we kind of got got cheated a little bit in Endgame because he's holding up the waterfall. Yeah, yeah. that's all he does. Because he wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> he holds he up was... a finger, he keeps the waterfall at bay, and that's it. Yeah. Because <laughs> he couldn't come to shooting that week. He had to do stuff on his own. <laughs> like, I, I just cannot wait to see the, the grown Doctor Strange because we get kind of baby Doctor Strange in the Doctor Strange movie. Yeah, we're going to get the actual Sorcerer Supreme. Exactly. I cannot wait to see it. And... 
I can't wait to see what villain they end up choosing. Like I said, I think Nightmare would be a really, really awesome uh, way to to kind of bring that in. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to see what happens with this movie and see how scary it's going to be. Yeah. Um, I, I have all the faith in Scott Derrickson, so I think it's going to be awesome. A lot of the rumor mill was saying they may introduce Clea okay. mm. in this film, who okay. is a... The Sorceress Supreme of a different universe mm-hmm. and, uh, I believe, a long-time love interest to Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. I do marry at one point. And then a lot of, of the chatter is saying Brother Voodoo is coming to this one. Interesting. Um, which I would be interested to see them take that on. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I would be... Make it not problematic. <laughs> yes, make it not problematic, but also just... Um, his powers. He's the Sorcerer Supreme, but in more of a, a like a small village kind of a way. I don't know yeah. how to really say it, but he's so powerful. But a lot of the stuff that he he's always popping up in the more paranormal aspects comics, and I love when Marvel goes weird yeah. into the kind of darker, scarier um, aspects of life. And I think that's something, like you said, that really excited me about Doctor Strange too. Is We've had 10 years of Marvel movies, and none of them have been scary. They've been action-adventure. So I'm stoked for this. And mm-hmm. I wasn't a Doctor Strange fan before. Doctor Strange 1, like, blew me away. I thought it was yeah. amazing. I'd love to see Clea come in to this one, because I know her from other comics. I think there's just so much they can do with this. The madness of the multiverse? Get out of here, you know? Yeah. I want to see Baron Mordo. But I don't want him to be the overall villain. Right. I want yeah. him to be in there, and I want to see him in Doctor Strange 3, possibly as the main villain. But I do want to see him somewhere in this movie. I want yeah. his fingerprint more than just like an end credit scene or something. Right. I want to see him in this movie. We want those footsteps leading to the ultimate big boss battle of him, yeah. I think, is what I would like to see. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but... Yeah, most, I'm most definitely. Definitely on that train. Yeah. Oh my god, we're all on the same train. Best friends, taking a trip. <laughs> um, so Doctor Strange, that movie is going to hit theaters on May 7th, 2021. So really excited for that. So one thing that I'm super excited for is the What If animated series yes. that they're going to be doing. You could do so much weird shit that you can never do in a cinematic universe. And, I mean, you could do some more stuff with the scrolls, mm-hmm. with the Kree. You could do whatever you want. You know what I mean? Like... Um, Black Widow could hold a gauntlet. Like, yeah. who, who knows? Like, you could do anything. Like, what are some of your guys' like favorite like what if series? And what I are you remember, excited for for this? I remember one of my two of my favorite what ifs. The comic one was what if they had made a full super soldier army and Captain America had led them in battle. And I like the idea of Chris Evans being able to come back for like a one shot at it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's animated, so like as the voice. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and I also. Liked, I had one that was, what if Spider-Man had six arms? Yeah, okay. The idea that Spider-Man was more arachnid than Mm -hmm. in the, like, comics themselves. So, I think that just kind of sets the stage for the idea that they can literally do whatever they want. And the actors who play these uh, characters in the films, they only have to lend their voice to it, which makes it so much better. 
to oh, me yeah. because they don't have to pull them out of what they're doing. Yeah, one of my favorite what if series was um, what if Spider Man was um, a part of the Fantastic Four. Oh, <laughs> that's so it's, it's so much fun to see him and Johnny interact. Mm-hmm. Like they're both so funny. Their banter works so great against each other. Like it was so much fun to read that. I'm so excited to see like what they can do. Like I wish they had. Well, they have Deadpool now. Yes, he can have yeah. like Deadpool yeah, exactly. destroys the Marvel universe. Like you could do so much Cosmic Ghost Rider. Like, yeah, you, know you can do Cosmic Ghost Rider. You can actually have um, Deadpool versus Thanos in there, like never-ending battle for the love of death. <laughs> like, you yeah. can do yeah. so much weird shit. Like, so excited. Yeah, I'm. I'm really excited, especially because of the voice cast that they put up. Had a bunch of great heavy hitters from the Marvel universe, but there were also a couple of newcomers in there too. Um, which was pretty cool. So I'm I'm really excited to see who all they end up getting for this series. Um, and I think paying attention to that is going to give us a really good kind of glimpse into what, what characters and what stories we might see in the What If series. Yeah, Jeremy Wright is going to voice the Watcher. Yes. So that's going to be really fun. Like, I, I always love seeing the Watcher pop up in, like, the animated series and in the comics and stuff like that. So for super sure. excited Jeffrey for Wright's, like, perfect for that, too. Yeah. Um, so it, What If is going to hit Disney Plus in summer of 2021. Um, super excited for that. So the last film that was announced... Um, for phase mm. four is Thor Love and Thunder. Yes. Being perfectly honest, not really sold on the title. Love the title. But it's kind of like this weird, like, He-Man kind of feel. I, I love like, the logo. I, don't, I love I don't the know. title. I love how... It looks like an 80s metal cover. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> there was so... It, it, to me, it is so in line with Ragnarok. That was all, like, mm-hmm. 70s metal. Yeah. For them to go, like, 80s hair metal on Love and Thunder. I just love it. I yeah. I was blown away by all of the announcements around Thor 4 because it was right before Comic-Con that we even heard that um, they had signed back up for a Thor 4. And obviously, I'm just freaking stoked. Yeah. I've talked about it before, about my love of uh, Natalie Portman. And I think it was our Endgame podcast. I talked about the fact that she does become Thor. Well, Jane Foster does become Thor at one point. When they rolled that out, I peed a little bit, you guys. I didn't really. I didn't. I mean, I did. I could have. I don't remember. But I lost my shit. Yeah, it's that is going to be so satisfying to see them actually give Natalie Portman something meaty to do. In well, one and of these Jane movies. Foster. You yeah, know what I mean? just like, something to do at all. Yes. Jane Foster has just been this character. Oh, Thor, he's so hot. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Literally, that's it, though. Like, you're not even playing. It's she like she literally just talks about how hot he is. Yeah, yeah, she's supposed to be an astrophysicist, and she she says some science words, but yeah. really and truly in one and two, oh, Thor. She's literally just drooling over that butt. I mean, yeah. just drooling over that butt. Dark World pretty much begins with her on a date trying to get over Thor. Mm-hmm. You are a strong woman. You are an astrophysicist that made a career on your own, and the only thing that you're good for in the MCU is to just be love-struck over Thor. Thor. Yeah. Yes, Hemsworth is great looking. Thor is great looking. Come on, do something else. You have this amazing character. Do something interesting. Like, we are so far removed from the days of useless women in movies. Oh, like, preach. do something, dude. Yeah. This is why I love you so much because that right there, everything you said is everything I want to say and now I don't have to say it. Like right now, <laughs> listeners, I wish you guys were here with us. Like I'm staring at my um, Thor number one of Jane Foster as Thor. I picked it up. 
in a comic book store in Orlando the day it dropped. And I love that entire run. She is so great as Thor. Yes. Um, Thor is great in that run as well because he's struggling to find who he is again. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? After so many things that happened to him. And Jane Foster is incredible in this series. And I know that Taika will take this with the respect and he's going to do an amazing job with Jane Foster as Thor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I can't wait to yeah. see Korg again. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait to see Korg again. Many um, thanks, <laughs> I'm so excited to see Tessa Thompson as the king of Asgard. Yes. She's going to be like the first LGBTQ yes. plus fucking um, superhero yes. in the MCU. And there's always been traces of that, you know. Well, mm-hmm. and it is canon. Her character in the comics is also, uh, I believe, bisexual. So it's canon. Yeah. You know, like they're, yeah. they're, they're giving us what the comics have been unafraid to do for a long time. Mm-hmm. And it's well past time, I think, for Thor, for a movie like Thor 4. Like, let's do this. It should have already been done. Let's move into it. Let's be excited. Let's have this moment. I didn't even think we were going to get a Thor 4. I thought they might write him into the next Guardians movie. Yeah. And so the fact that we're not only just getting another standalone Thor movie, because I think we can all pretty much ignore one and two at this point. I mean, one's okay, two is trash. Yeah. Ragnarok, to me, is amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would have been devastated if that was the only time we got, um, say the director's name for me. Taika. Taika. Um, to do it. And so the fact that they're coming back and they're coming back swinging so hard from all of the different fences to make sure that it's exactly what it should be. I'm so here for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Um, so Thor Love and Thunder is going to hit theaters on November 5th, 2021. Very, very excited to see Taika back. Very excited again to see Jane Foster Thor. And I want to see what villain they're going to choose. Because, yeah. I mean, you have Jane Foster as Thor. You have Thor Odinson. And then you still have Valkyrie. Right. Like, what do you do? They're all in this movie. So what villain do you choose? Because you've already think... done Surtur. So what do you yes. do? I, don't I mean, think like Hela's gone. I really don't. I think Hela's still, still alive. Honestly. Interesting. I think that they should definitely bring Hela back in some some regard. Maybe not make her the ultimate villain of the movie, but tease her or something. Because I I would be heartbroken if we didn't get to see Kate Blanchett in that role again. Yeah, I think She did I, a hella good job. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me. I'll leave now. <laughs> um so it's not gonna be a part of phase four. But um, I do want to talk about um, three other announcements that Kevin Feige talked about. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, my most anticipated thing, my favorite thing about Comic-Con was the announcement of Mahershala Ali as Blade. Yes. Holy Holy fucking shit. shit. He brings out Mahershala Ali. He takes out this hat. He puts it on and it says Blade. And I'm like, this is perfect. This is the this is the only person that I've thought about mm-hmm. to play Blade forever. Because, I mean, let's be honest. Wesley is just too old. Yeah. He can't continue in a role of a basically immortal vampire at it, this moment. Exa- he that's the problem. He can't look like an immortal vampire going forward. Marvel likes to bring on people for these long contracts. And by the time we even get to Blade 2, he'll be like 61 mm-hmm. or 62. And, yeah, and he's like, looking great. It, he's keeping it tight. Yeah. But it's time to pass the baton. Yeah, yeah, most most definitely. And Mahershala Ali is an amazing character. He himself loves the Blade character. So this is going to be incredible. What are your guys' thoughts? Very similar. Very similar excitement. I will say I I hadn't even been considering a Blade reboot. Yeah. 
I mean, it, it hadn't it even occurred shock. to me. Yeah, I was shocked that not only that they had cast him, but that they were even rebooting it. Mm-hmm. And I love this idea of bringing in like um, Jared Leto's Morbius. Yeah, the that's a vampire. possibility. Yeah. I mean, like these these that can bleed into it. Um, I would love to see the Night Stalkers that were mm-hmm. hinted at in Blade Trinity. Um, Ryan Reynolds' character, Hannibal, is a great character in the comics. He's very powerful. He's very interesting. He looked physically great in Blade 3. He had no connection to the comic. None. Um, Just all of the villains and all of the storylines that Blade has in the comics that really weren't touched at all in the first three movies opens up so many possibilities. And again, I think that's what this Marvel panel really meant to me was all of the possibilities that they were opening up. These endless chapters of my childhood in comics that I love that they're finally dipping their toe into. So for me, my emotion went from absolute shock that they were going to reboot Blade to the fact that they had cast him as being like, yes. Yeah, we're he gonna is see, it. We're going to see vampires in the MCU. Yeah. like Vampires, I, immortal gods, yeah. lady Thors. I mean, we're getting there, you guys. We're getting to it's the absolute crazy. peak crazy of what Marvel really yeah. is. Yeah, I feel like Phase 5 is going to be nuts, dude, because mm-hmm. Kevin Feige also announced, hey, Get ready to see Fantastic Four and X-Men. Yes, that yeah. was shocking to like, me as well. Because, <laughs> I mean, we have to get the first family. They're so important to bringing in so many other characters. Like, moving forward, we have to see Galactus. Yes. Yeah. Like, all of these characters An actual Galactus, not act- a cloud of not smoke. Not a cloud of smoke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, like, what? Well, I'm dying to see them bring Chris Evans' Captain America back in a Fantastic Four movie with a cameo, looking at St- Johnny Storm, just being like, hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> I want Dacre Montgomery from Stranger Things to be Johnny Storm. He would be yeah. wonderful. And I think that... Um, Good job saying his name right, too. I had to look it up. Yeah. Dacre. Yeah. Didn't Wasn't saying that the first two seasons of Stranger Things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm so excited for that. I would love to see John Krasinski as um, Reed Richards. I would love to see Emily Blunt as um, Sue Storm. I think mm-hmm. it would be sick. I don't know who would play the thing. I don't really know yet. I don't know who I would love to play Doom. Doom is one of my favorite villains of all time in comics. That character is so important to me. And I just I just don't know who there's could your, really There's your role him. for Leo. Right? Holy no. shit. I don't see it. No? I see Leo. I think Leo could do Marvel. But what about Keanu for Doom? Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that they've been trying to make Keanu Reeves in the movie. Yeah. Doom, to me, I like him when he's an older, sexier businessman. Dude, that do just blew my mind. Doom to do the uh, the Man of Tai Chi laugh? No, I do not want <laughs> Are you doing it right now? Stop. <laughs> no, but Keanu would Keanu be a would really be a great interesting Doom. choice. He would be a yeah. wonderful Doom. Because I feel like the things that Doom says can only be done on screen well by Keanu yeah. Reeves. Well, yeah. and we don't need another young adult Fantastic Four. Oh, God, no. Please, um, I don't need... What is so it? Ultimate Fantastic Four? Is yeah, what it's let, let's just jump away from, you know, whatever. I told you guys I finally saw the Fantastic Four movie with uh, Mara in it. and um, Oh, oh you finally saw it? Yeah, I, I finally, And I was going to text you guys about it, but I was like, I got to give them some breathing time for me at some point. <laughs> I don't know what the shit was happening in that movie. <laughs> yeah. I, we could talk about it for hours one day on a podcast, but I it was so terrible and I actually didn't hate the very, very first Fantastic Four movie, mm-hmm. although Jessica Alba was just awful. But yeah. the guy that played um, Mr. Fantastic, Mr. Fantastic, he's fine. He he did a great job, and I like the, the idea that they're older and that they're more established and that they're mm-hmm. in their late twenties, early thirties when they get 
these powers, maybe because I'm in my 30s and I know I'm never going to get powers, but <laughs> they get them. And so I'd love to see that on screen. And I think that opens up the door for an older Doom played by Keanu Reeves. Yeah, I think I think that would be sick. Um, yeah. So I know we talked about a lot of stuff with the Marvel panel, but briefly I do want to touch on like one or two other things. Like I would love to talk to you guys about the new Watchmen series. Like I love Watchmen. I actually think Zack Snyder's director's cut, the ultimate yes. cut. I'm sorry, the ultimate cut of Watchmen is absolute perfection yeah. in my eyes. Um, I can't wait to see the series and see where it goes. I I actually wrote down that I was shocked at how much I enjoyed the Watchmen trailer. Um, I'm not a fan of the movie. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It was, to me, very mediocre. Um, I didn't watch the director's cut. Maybe I should. I don't know. Everybody, I think, knows that I'm not a huge Zack Snyder fan yeah, outside right. of his zombie work. Because mm-hmm. um, I loved Dawn of the Dead, and I'm oh, excited yeah. about his next movie Army that's coming out, Dead. Army of the yeah, Dead. I think Dawn of the Dead might be the greatest I, I think, think it might be the best yeah. zombie movie ever made, for sure. Um, but I watched, I've seen the Watchmen trailer now three times. I, I thought it was phenomenal. Uh, Regina King brings it. To me, I, like to me, I'm just like, obsessed yeah, with her. I, I have been for a long time. I, I mean, even in I was watching Enemy of the State randomly on TNT a couple of she weeks ago, is and she's wife in that wife, movie. <laughs> and she's just the best. You know, she's just fantastic. And I, I think the the show looks really good. I think HBO is bringing that, and plus the Westworld three trailer. I was really excited about. Yeah, that's gonna be sick. I think HBO is doing some really, some really, really cool, cool yeah. stuff. Yeah, like um, what else is HBO bringing the Eurocentric? His Dark Materials. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. That mm-hmm. looks I was great hoping too. you were gonna say that. <laughs> I am so excited for that. I loved. I'm one of the people that loved the movie The Golden Compass whenever it came out. Nicole Kidman and, got it in that film, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Oh yeah, it's it's. I thought it was an awesome movie. It had the unfortunate time it came out in an unfortunate time i think because that series was so hated by christianity Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. of the anti-religious connotations that it has and i think that the movie the release suffered because of all of the backlash from like focus on the family and stuff like that um so i think we're in a much better climate now to have something like this be more acceptable i guess um, so I am really, really excited to see what happens with it. The cast is amazing. You got me with Lin Manuel, Lin Manuel Miranda. Yes. Um, that's that's I'm I'm 100 percent on. And Daphne Keene from Logan. Yeah. Um, is the lead role in this? So I cannot wait. I mean, to see isn't what James McAvoy in this oh, yeah. role? Like, I, I, this this is going to be sick. I mean, like, honestly, it's crazy. You had me. At McAvoy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything he does, I'll I'll see. Um, so I do want to talk about The Witcher. Yes. Um, yes. I was beyond surprised Excellent. by The Witcher trailer. I did not expect it to be that good. I've never played the games, but I have a friend that plays all the games. favorite games. Yeah? Uh, Witcher 3 is my number one favorite video game I've ever played in my life. Oh, wow. What do you think about the, the trailer? I was blown away with the trailer, um, especially because it looked so different from the game. Um, but I know that this isn't going to be based on the games. It's going to be based on the book series that right. the games are also based on. Um, and I know that the games do take some departures from the from the books. Um, I have the books in audiobook format, but I haven't I haven't started them yet. But after that trailer, there as soon as I'm done with The Outsider by Stephen King, I'm starting The Witcher series. Um, so I'm really excited to see what the differences are in the books versus the games. Um, but I'm really, really excited for this series. Um, I think that the the storyline of The Witcher and the character of Geralt is 
so great and Geralt is one of my probably my favorite video game protagonist character ever as well um, well then how did you feel about Cavill was... sorry yeah. <laughs> same exact thought though <laughs> what, how did you feel about Henry Cavill being cast as him I was really excited for it because I love I love Henry Cavill in his non-Superman work I, I'm, I like him as Superman don't love him as Superman um, I like Man of Steel, don't love it, but I love like the Man from Uncle. I think yeah, he's, he's great. great in Man from Uncle. Um, so you guys are so strange. <laughs> no, I'm playing, but I also I, don't like that movie. Okay, but I like you guys. These are movies that we have to talk about that we have to review at some point because I, I think Man of Steel is a masterpiece. Yeah, and I think Cavill is actually the best Superman that's ever existed on screen. Really? But, yes, that's awesome. That's, that's, that's just a bold me. comment. Yeah, we we have to talk about. We have to do that for best one, worst one. We I have think to I'll do be sick Superman movies. Yeah, <laughs> I, think I just I feel some diarrhea coming on. <laughs> it's um, funny. My I didn't read the Witcher books. Didn't play the video game. Didn't really know anyone who had anything to do with the Witcher. Saw the early stills with Henry in that shock white wig. Yeah. It looking atrocious. It looks better in the trailer. Yeah. And so when the trailer dropped and I watched it, I was like, I am 100% going to watch this on Netflix. I am stoked about this. I think it'll fill a hole that Game of Thrones is leaving in a lot of people's lives. Although that's sad to say, but yeah, it did leave a hole in a lot of people's lives. To me, the Witcher trailer was one of the most shocking things about Comic-Con, was that I walked away from it going, yeah, I actually want to see this. Yeah, it's it's such a cool series, and for anyone who likes monsters and cryptids, like, this is going to be your show, because... Or witchcraft, or wizardry, yeah. or any of that stuff. Like, if you go full fantasy, mm-hmm. the, this is where we're at. But also, if you just want to watch some hot people running around, <laughs> the show has got you. Because Henry Hot, I don't think he can act, but he's hot. And the all the female actors looked really hot. Everybody yeah. looked beautiful. I was here for it visually. All of the casting, I think, is right on point with with both what I've pictured whenever reading like the character descriptions and everything, and then looking at the characters side by side from what, the, what CD Projekt Red did in the games. Based on those character descriptions, I see all of the the parallels there because they don't look exactly like they do in the games. But based on the on the character, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> based on the character descriptions and everything, I think Henry Cavill is going to kill it, and he's a huge Witcher fan too. Yeah, so I think that he's really going to bring something to the role. I love that we got a, a picture of uh, Roach, his horse, for the first time. Roach is like a big, big part of the of the games. Um, so I'm. I'm super, super, super excited for The Witcher. Yeah, same here, man. Um, that was all I really wanted to cover from Comic Con this year. Um, we didn't talk about the Top Gun two trailer. Um, Top Gun Maverick. Um, I thought the the trailer was really, really good. Yeah, I do want to see Tom Cruise actually pilot that jet and see those amazing like camera angles from inside of the jet so that you can actually mm-hmm. see that it's Tom Cruise. But um, that's all I wanted to cover. Do you guys have anything else that you wanted to talk about from Comic-Con this year? I've seen the Maverick trailer like four times now. My fiance is like obsessed with Top Gun. I think he wants to marry it. I think he's really <laughs> like, he's into it more than he should be. <laughs> I think it looks so good. I mean, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise is amazing. Um, he falls back into whatever role, no matter what the sequel is. I think the only movie he's ever really phoned it in was The Mummy. I think yeah. Oh, God, really yes. Remember when we, you made me watch in. that film for a, for a podcast, and I'm still like, I'm still mad at you. <laughs> but um, I think he, he brings it every single time, and I can't wait to see 
the the more things that he's going to push like actors to do in general like riding a motorcycle or just hanging off the side of a, a plane or mm-hmm. skydiving to the I point where you have to wear an oxygen wish. mask like I mean he is just someone that believes in the craft of filmmaking and he wants the audience to feel like they're actually seeing the actors doing what they do that's what we love about the John Wick movies because we know it's Keanu we know it's common we know it's Ruby Rose really doing these think- fight sequences I- I really think he needs to stop hanging off of the side of planes. I just think he needs to he was cut in a that harness. shit out for just a minute. <laughs> Calm down. He was in a harness. He'll be okay. Ugh. But yeah, I mean, the Maverick trailer, cool. I don't know why we're revisiting Top Gun, but everybody seems wicked excited about it. So let's yeah. just go for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I don't see the need for a sequel, but who gives who a could, shit? Yeah, if it's, yeah, it's it. great. People are going to watch it. It's going to make money. Let's be honest. If it sucks, it's not going to ruin anyone's nostalgic feelings for Top Gun. So exactly. like, go for it. You know what I mean? Exactly. Keep Just go back money, and watch Hollywood. the first Top Gun. <laughs> and it's being directed by the guy who directed Oblivion, which I think is a super underrated Tom Cruise movie. Really? Mm-hmm. I think Oblivion is boring as shit. The really? most boring. I'd rather I'm go like, to an actual physics lecture. Okay. I'm like, this I'll is... I'll stand alone on that one. This is a stand gorgeous there, movie. in the corner, Blair Witch style, because you are in trouble. This is a gorgeous movie. It has a great concept, but I am bored out of my mind, and the movie ended, I'm like, I guess. <laughs> it ended, and I was like, damn, that was a really long time to get to nothing. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. So one of his clones gets to bang his chick. Great. Yeah. Congratulations. I'm the movie's super over. Here for that, I for don't that care. I'm getting it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, congratulations. Um, but um, do you guys have any final thoughts on Comic Con as a whole? I, You know, I just. This year's Comic Con was super exciting to me. I always keep up with Comic Con news, but. Never to the level that I did this year. And I think we're in a really exciting era of just what they're bringing to us and what they're doing. And I think it's really that the MCU has pushed other companies and pushed other production units to give us things that aren't just to rake in money, but to actually be true to some source material. Uh, There's not a lot of new stuff coming out. Which is a little disappointing that there's not, like, a huge amount of um, fresh material coming out, which I guess is fine to a certain extent. But I think overall this was one of the more exciting Comic-Cons in a long time. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I but definitely agree. Um, I One thing that I wanted to bring up also was I can't believe that the creators of Game of Thrones dropped out of their panel. Oh, my God. What yeah. a bunch of whiny little babies yeah. they are. Sorry nobody liked your last season. Calm yeah. down. It's not like you guys didn't just get 37 Emmy nominations for right? the last season of the show. My favorite like, thing is that I feel like they threw all of their actors under the bus in the last season mm-hmm. and did things with most of the characters nobody wanted to see. Yeah. And then they did it again at the Comic-Con panel and left all of those people on the stage defending the work that they wouldn't even show up to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes me real nervous about what's going to happen with Star Wars in their hands, um. to be honest. I'm not, actually. I actually feel pretty confident in what they might do. Because, I mean, Game of Thrones has this huge following. Like, people expect a certain thing, and they want to create their own thing. Um, I hope they do something in the Old Republic. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if they've announced anything of what they might be doing. But I think something in the Old Republic, a new, fresh story on all of these different Sith and all of these different things that could happen in that world, I think that's really interesting, and I'm excited to see 
what they might do with that. Um, I think this year Comic-Con was great. Last year was just okay. Um, but this year, I think there were so many announcements, especially with the Marvel panel, that just absolutely blew me away. And I can't wait to see what happens in Phase 4. Can't wait to see what happens with the Arrowverse going forward with Crisis on Infinite Earths. Can't wait to see Jalen and Silent Bob reboot the Watchmen series. Um, all of these different things that are coming that were released from Comic-Con. I'm super excited. And yeah, can't wait to see what they might do for next year's Comic-Con. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, that's going to wrap it up for episode 49. Oh, wow. Of we're the right ahead Spoilers of our podcast. 50th episode. Yeah. Nice. The 50th episode, I think we are going to do, we're going to do Reservoir Dogs. Nice. And start off talking about some Tarantino movies. Because um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was a really, really good movie. It was fantastic. Yeah, and I can't wait to see and talk to more people and see where it holds up and where it ranks with the rest of Tarantino's movies because um, it's pretty up there for me. I think it's absolutely incredible. So um, keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, follow us all over social media at C4Spoilers. That way you can stay up to date with new episodes and just stay up to date with all of the movie news that we talk about, TV show news, gaming news, and anime news. Um, head over to KefaForSpoilers.com. That's pretty much our hub where you can find everything, our news, our podcasts, absolutely everything. So head on over there and make sure to head on over to iTunes, subscribe to this podcast, leave a comment and let us know what you guys think of the podcast. And if you want to recommend um, uh, an actor, a director or a movie for us to do in the future, please let us know in the comments. So Brad, Lola, thank you guys so much for being on the podcast and we will see you guys next time.